Welcome to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor, the raw podcast all about the messy, true lives of working moms in real estate. In this podcast, we talk about the hilarious mishaps and successes that are pretty much guaranteed when it comes to selling real estate while managing a family. I'm your host, Nicole Ward, the boots on the ground toddler mom who swears like a sailor and fails extravagantly, all while running my own real estate business. So grab a juice box and that basket of clean laundry that still needs folded because we're going to jump right in. All right, guys. So I have Holly Van Riper with us today. How are you, Holly? Good. How are you, Nicole? I'm doing awesome. I'm so excited that you are on this podcast today. You were on my list of like the top person I need to talk to about being a realtor mom. Yeah. (laughs) So... So tell me, or tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career, when you got licensed, where you were in life, when you got licensed. Okay. I got licensed in 2000. Um, I was doing hair and nails before that. And my whole family basically is in real estate. I'm like fourth generation, but I didn't, you know, go that direction when, you know, I had to go try something else. So I did hair and nails and then it was actually a nail client of mine that said, why aren't you a realtor? And she was a realtor. And that's what got me to switch gears. And so um, I basically joined a team um, at Cutler um, that was like a top producing team at the time and did that first three years or so and learned real quick and fast, you know, like just got, they put me in and just never looked back. And so I got started with it. What year was that? What year did you get your license? 2000. Okay. So hair and nails. I don't think I ever knew that about you. So yeah. do you do your own nails now? No, I have never known <laughs> when I was doing them. I still got my nails done and stuff, but okay. Um, yeah. I missed it a little bit. Sometimes I still like that creative part. I um, you know, I, I enjoyed it, but it was just brutal on like physically on my body and, you know, like you, there's a cap on what you can make. So, um, absolutely. So did you have kids when you got your license? I did not I was single and no kids. So that came later. Mm -hmm. So when, where were you at when your business, when you had your son? Um, I was married and we, let's see. Actually, I was, um, my, I switched from Cutler, like right before like the recession or, you know, like when the market tanked, um, probably in 2005 or so. So I actually worked for my dad's brokerage, which my dad didn't really do anything. He had a broker's license, but I switched over there when like Cutler made some changes and it was more like pay to play and, you know, rent space and it was different. Um, and thank God I did because then I didn't have the overhead. And so I did that for 13 years and basically pretty much ran everything. It was just me behind the scenes and he was my broker. And, um, so I had my son at that point, um, somewhere in that time, in that 13 years. So did you have a built business before you had your son? Yeah, I did. Um, but it wasn't to the extent that I am. Now, I mean, that all came later, but I also have my um, appraisal um, license or like my apprentice license. So I, for seven years, I did appraising too. So when my son came along, I did um, drive-by or the short, short form drive-by 
exterior only appraisals for I'd put them in the car seat and we would go do exterior appraisals and like I did about half my you know I made like 70,000 that year just doing that and then wow. sales I know I it wasn't my primary because at the time I had two stepchildren and then Landon was a baby so sales kind of took a backseat for the you know, first couple of years. You um, should get an honorary appraiser's license. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he already thinks he's a realtor. He already thinks he's sold homes. And, you know. Oh, really? So does he want to oh, yeah. be a real estate agent when he grows up too? He says no, but he can kill it on value. Like if we drive their neighborhood, he'll tell me what homes are worth and I'll be darned if he's not spot on. And that's how I was as a kid. Like my, both my parents were real estate appraisers, my sister, my grandfather, all of them. So, you know, they would, I would drive them nuts because I would just know. And like, they'd have to like, you know, do all the um, research and comps. Yeah. The right way. And I just, I don't know, inherently knew what the values were. And I like, so basically through their whole careers, if they get stumped on something, they'd call me and they'd be like, tell me what it is. Just from telling me, I'd be like, it's probably like, I'm thinking this and they're like, darn it if that's not exactly where I was at, you know? And right. So, so are um, you, you still have this magical ability today? You can just drive by a house and see it and know what the value is. My gut is usually pretty spot on still. Um, this last year, it's been a lot different. So, you know, but post COVID craziness. Yeah. I would say it's probably, I know a lot of people like do the research just like appraisers and like, can't, you know, don't, I, I have a lot of confidence in like, I know the value of things, I guess. I, I don't know. I've just always like, I know it before I like, I kind of back into it. Like I do the research and so on, but it's usually like nine times out of 10, I'm not wrong. On I'm going to call you. Yeah. On. If I have a tough time pricing out a house, I'm gonna, I need to call Holly. I need Holly's opinion on this. <laughs> number of agents that do that and I don't or Landon I'd be like Holly hand the phone to Landon we need yeah. to have a conversation <laughs> yeah exactly. but he'll tell me the differences too going down the street like why that one's worth more than the one next to it because it had a third car garage and stuff things I've never taught him or like I don't know if he just gets it by osmosis or it's in our blood but well, cool. I mean, think about all, I mean, you've been in real estate since before he was born. So how many times have you had phone conversations or conversations with people and near you about a deal that he's heard? Way many. Yeah. I mean, he is pretty much an honorary appraiser, licensed agent. I mean, he could do BPOs. I might have to send him a certificate. Yeah. I have the cute video of him. Like when he was probably six years old, I took him, I had to take him because then I got divorced and I was a single mom and my mom would help me a lot, but sometimes it didn't always work out. So he'd get dragged on showings and, um, he just, I had really cool clients and yeah, I was comfortable, you know, never take them on a first showing or something, but if I've shown you for a while and I get stuck, he's coming along That's and great. yeah. So he just kind of took over the showing and he was like, and this is the kid's room and this is the mommy and daddy's room and took a whole tour. So I just hit video and it was like, he couldn't even talk all the way. Like he was like, had that toddler voice, you know? Oh my gosh. That's my funny. So what did yeah. you do then? Like in the beginning when he was little, you know, thank goodness you had already built up somewhat of a book of business by the time he was born, but how did you care for him? What kind of support did you have when he was really little and you were selling real estate? At first, um, my husband, we scheduled all my appointments like in the evenings uh, when he would get home and kind of work around it. 
uh, for my mom. I don't think my mom really helped me then. I initially got on care.com and interviewed um, caregivers. Like okay. I had a neighbor that would come to my house um, because I, it was a culture shock to me. Like just, just when you become a mom and you all of a sudden are stuck in the house, you know, where it was like, right at the end of October so going through winter you don't want to take a baby out in the dead of winter you don't have to or at least me and um just being I was so used to being on the go that I was like I can't stay stuck in the house all the time you know so I I um needed it for peace of mind and like just a couple hours I think they came from like 10 to 2 or something like two or three days a week. Um, and then I could run out, go to the grocery store or go to the gym or just get out of the house. Um, because I worked from home. So it was like, I was always home and, you know, just was. That had to be rough. Did you ever, can you remember a moment, you know, during that time where you might've felt your lowest? Like, can you think of a moment in your mind? I would say being stuck in the house when he was an infant. Um, and I, I wasn't doing as much. I wasn't producing as much. And I didn't realize that that like maybe my, I don't know if I should say my self-worth, but like so much was connected to um, production. I, yeah. My, my production and I could measure, you know, like, okay, to me, that was my idea of success before I had kids and stuff, maybe. So it's still somewhat that way, but like, obviously my family is way more important and, you know, my priorities have shifted and the older I get, I'm kind of like coming a little bit more chill about everything and, you know, just, but I still, I'm my own worst critic, you know, like nobody, we can all are. I beat myself up and, you know, I think the, um, mom, I have like mom guilt, like all the time, you know, even when I'm doing my best, it's like, I always feel like I can do better. Mom guilt is strong. And I feel like too, like when you have the mom guilt and then you're running a business and you feel like you're kind of slacking on the business yeah, side. Well, the same guilt there, you know, it's terrible. Because our businesses kind of are our babies too. Obviously not to the same extent as our actual babies, but yeah. if you've got, if you're in charge of these things, if you're in charge of a human life over here and a, and a baby business that's, that's growing up over here, yeah. I can see where that guilt would come from. I feel it all the time. I feel yeah, all the time I, like it's all the time. Yeah. That's tough. So now that Landon is older and mm-hmm. you can probably leave him home alone for a while mm-hmm. now, right? Do you feel like that you have more time and freedom to grow your business or do you still feel that mom guilt? Like I should be here, but I'm doing this. Kill. I feel terrible leaving him at home alone because he's still, he's 11, but he doesn't love being home alone. But now there's, you know, Eric and I merged um, and bought a house together. We've been here four months. So he's got three girls. I've got Landon. So now all of a sudden there's six of us here. So somebody's usually home. So Landon and four girls, does he like being around or three girls, three girls. Does Landon like being around three girls? He's getting used to it. (laughs) He's getting used to it. It's yeah. He's been the only one that's had all my attention. And so, you know, it's just this uh so all of a sudden there's a lot more people in the house but it's fun we're getting ready to go on vacation um to florida here on monday so okay so an adjustment but 
not a good adjustment because he's not alone when you leave anymore. There's other people in the house. So now that you guys are all living together, you know, and you, you kind of have your space, do you have an office set up where you're at? Yeah. Eric and I are sharing an office because we both work from home. So that's a little adjustment too, but um, you know, we do so much, I do so much on the road, um, for my phone a lot of times, but yeah, he's, and I work in a lot in the evenings or early in the morning. So not too many times do we have, um, like a problem, but he has some zoom meetings and stuff. And usually I step out or whatever, you know, we go someplace else in the house, but have you seen those cool? So there's another agent up in our area who works primarily in Cuyahoga falls. And she bought this like awesome car desktop thing that you can set your computer on and attaches to the steering wheel so that you can just, Oh my gosh. No, that would be, I will, I'm, I'm going to find out, I'm going to get the link from her for it because I feel like this is a necessity for every agent. Oh my gosh. Great. So, well, so I kind of want to switch gears a little bit because we talked about your life and Landon and kind of where you are working up to now. So, and I asked you what one of your lowest points was but I want to know what one of your best points was. Can you remember a time as a realtor mom where you had just such a great mom realtor moment that you would want to share it? Um, I would say after I got divorced, I kind of tanked for about a year, like my income went down. And then um, I took Bold, which was a course that- um, KW offers. They offer, but it's any open to anybody. I took that and um that kind of snapped me out of the funk I was in. Okay. And so my income doubled in six months what I had done the whole year before. And that okay. kind of me out. And then I realized how important and how much I kind of like geek out on mindset and classes like that and stuff. So if I get down, like I'll take a course or, you know, get into podcasts and stuff again or, you know make that a bigger priority. And that always seems to get me going again. So that's, that is a really good experience. And I, I think it's important to know and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you excel in your business and you know that you have, um, provided what you need to provide with the income, you know, that yeah. your child's life will be better. So was that a dual moment because of that, that you knew your uh, child's life would be better? Yeah. Well, like one of the things I promised him was, um, like I would take him to Disney and I've, I didn't, wasn't getting child support or alimony or anything. So it's just completely you me taking care of him. And, um, I, uh, promised him I would take him to Disney and I had told him the year before I tanked and then we were getting right here. And I basically told him like, I just can't do it this year. And that killed me. And I'm like, never again. Well, I said him and, um, I'm going to work my, and we're going here. And so, that's when I had that great year. And that was my goal. And like that course was one of the things I take him there. So being able to take him there on um, Christmas night, we went for a week, um, which I didn't know was the busiest week of the entire year. Right. At Disney. <laughs> it the most expensive, but like we did it up. Cause I figured I'm not really like a Disney person. So I'm like, we're going to do it hard. And we did. And, um, I could comfortably afford it and it was expensive and like being able to do that for him was awesome. And, um, that was one of my highs, I guess. That's a, that's a good memory. That's a good way to connect the two of revamping your, your business from your down moment and moving it into a positive experience with, with Landon. That's a good one. Yeah. 
So if I were to ask you as a mom and a realtor, and uh, you know, I know you're not married right now, but potentially and no. you have been in the past a wife at some point because our husbands are our children at points. Yeah. Um, yeah. What advice would you give for other realtor moms, whether they're up and coming, they just got licensed, they have small kids, or they're running a full-blown business and have a family. Do you have like one bit of good advice that you could say for them to follow? Don't beat yourself up and show yourself grace. Give yourself grace and just don't beat yourself up. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. All right, Holly. Well, I appreciate you jumping on this call and talking a little realtor mom talk with me. You guys stay tuned for next week's episode. We have a really good one coming on next week. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you, Holly, or wants to reach out to you, how would they do that? Um, call or text is best. Um, my cell phone. I don't should I say it? Heck yeah, say it. Three three oh three two three three eight seven two. All right, guys. Bye. Cool. Thanks, Holly. You have a good one. All right. Bye-bye.